Hello, come on in, it's Cat. Meow. And you're in for a treat. Straight out of the oven, it's Cinema Buns. Back with another hot, fresh take on film. Time for Cinema Buns. Let's dig into the bun, hun. Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of season three, Cat here. Um, this is an episode with my friend Molly talking about what we have watched and what we're going to watch this October. Spooky movies, scary movies, etc. Um, we're going to do it no spoilers, so we won't give anything away. So my friend Molly um, took a break from working on the feature film she's working on right now to record with us, which is so sweet of her. And she... Um, um, started out telling me about how she's enjoying She-Hulk and so I had to share my story with her of um, the time I saw Tatiana Maslany at a Q&A so that's what you're about to hear and then we'll go into the episode okay so if you don't want to hear that and you just want to hear the episode you can skip ahead of a few minutes but this starts out with that okay so the Q&A is for a Jay Duplass film it was called Outside In from 2017 and so there's only fewer than 12 of us in the audience which is un yeah I don't know a lot of times at these like events it it's like very sparsely attended and um it's kind of sad because like you know these people come to talk about their film and sometimes there's just not that much attendance so it's Jay Duplass is the one being um interviewed by Tatiana Maslany who has nothing to do with the film and so <laughs> every question was for Tatiana Maslany about Orphan Black <laughs> so it was getting to be like really embarrassing like Tatiana kept being like hey like let's remember what we're here for to talk about right okay so the reason I needed to share this story is because if I heard someone tell this story, I'd be like, no, that didn't happen, but <laughs> it happened. Somebody stood up in the audience and they said, Tatiana, do you remember <laughs> when you liked on Instagram Cheeseburger the Turtle? And Tatiana kind of had this face like, um... Uh, okay. And the person was like, well, he's here. She unzips her fanny pack and takes out a turtle. <laughs> holds him up <laughs> anyways it what's so uh strange about this is that this person had been there the whole movie so like somebody brought their turtle in a fanny pack had it the whole movie and then held it up for tatiana oh, to which she responded that she would not be taking any more personal questions that the questions could only be about the movie we had just seen. Every time I think of Tatiana Maslany, I think of Cheeseburger the Turtle. Wow. Um, and there are some animals who might not mind a fanny pack, like a rat or a hamster. I mean, don't put any animal in a fanny pack, but I'm saying there are some mammals who might enjoy that more than others. Um, a turtle is not one of these animals that no. would enjoy such a thing. Um, okay. There's like a chainsaw noise outside, which you know what is so appropriate for this Halloween episode. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hi, welcome back, bunnies. Episode 42. Woo! And as we know, 42 is um, the answer to everything in the universe. So what a, what a fortuitous and wonderful episode to be on. And this is season three. I think this is episode 
two of season three. Um, everyone has been so generous with giving me um, time and space to finish up my uh, master's program this year. So that's why I haven't been recording a ton. And we are joined today by one of our Cinema Bun favorites, a regular returning um, delightful guest, Molly. Hi! <laughs> it is so fun chatting film with you. Um, oh, I love it. Today, we are going to talk about the October things that we're watching. Um, usually, I do, like, a bunch of episodes in October. So this year, I'm getting one out, which is better than none. So here we go. <laughs> we are going to... We're going to kind of cram this all into one. You know what's funny is I feel like a lot of this summer, I actually have been, like, advertising the podcast. Like... <laughs> Like, word of mouth, I keep, like, talking to friends or people in my classes or someone on an airplane, like, about the podcast. So I've just been seeing the numbers go up of, like, subscribers, but I haven't been <laughs> producing anything. So, I mean, yeah, that's amazing, though. I know, it's fun, but it's also, like, I promise it's not a dead podcast. <laughs> it just <laughs> is slow and steady. I think that's important to not get burnt out, you know? Oh, Absolutely to do it when you enjoy it. So we're going to talk about what we've been watching this October as far as movies and TV. And um, for the sake of this episode, just to let you know, no one likes a spoiled cinema bun, so we won't spoil anything. So we're going to kind of talk like about the film or the TV show, but we're not going to give any spoilers away. What are, uh, what are you into this October, Molly? So I'm doing uh, my usual... Which is going back to all of the shows that I really enjoy and watching their Halloween episodes. Oh, nice. It's like, even though I've seen them a million times, it's just, you know, that's my tradition. Um, and so some of the uh, series that I do that with are uh, Will and Grace, mm -hmm. Friends, even though they only have like, I think one episode actually, uh, Modern Family. Doesn't Friends, is it the Halloween episode where Ross is, like, the armadillo? So that's the Christmas episode. Okay. The Halloween episode is where he's, uh, Sputnik. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, one of our guinea pigs is named Spuds, and so we've been thinking about, um, having him be Spudnik for Halloween. Oh, there you go. Putting a little, a little satellite cone around his neck. Yes. Um, yes, yes, that's right. Home improvement. Because okay. that just got released on Hulu, which I was very happy about. So I've been watching the Halloween Home Improvement episodes. Nice. Um, Sabrina, the Teenage Witch, of course. Oh, is this the show that you and I started watching, like, the pilot of? Or... Oh, no, the, uh, the, original the original one with um, Melissa, Melissa. Joan Hart. Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So there, there is the remake one of Sabrina, which I did enjoy. Um, but for sentimental value, I like watching the one uh, from, like, the 90s, 2000s. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, did you ever go back and watch any more of the um, the newer one? I, I did. I, I don't think I even completed the first season, though. Okay. I was so sporadic with it, <laughs> and I've been meaning to go back and finish it. I just haven't yet. Yeah, we never have watched past the pilot. I enjoyed that pilot, and then 
we never watched more. Although knowing now that it's like linking in with Riverdale is making me less interested in watching much of it. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wait, they take place in the same universe? Yeah. Well, I mean, Archie and Sabrina are, you know, the same um, comic company. Like if you read Archie comics, there will <laughs> I don't be think like... I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's the same like art style and everything. Um, actually, so I re- read a lot of Archie comics growing up. And my car is named Harvey because Sabrina's boyfriend in the comics is Harvey. And in the original uh, TV series as well. (laughs) And also the Jimmy Stewart movie, Harvey, with the the large rabbit. So it was a tribute to both of those. But, um... Oh, lovely. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd like to watch the, the, uh, uh, Melissa Joan Hart Sabrina. It's really sweet. I mean, I swear, the whole reason I watch it is for the ants and, of course, Salem. Oh. Because yeah. I wanted a cat like Salem. <laughs> Things. Oh, Parks and Rec, I did their Halloween episodes. Been kind of busy, but I usually try to find like uh, 30 minutes to an hour each night and be like, oh, okay, I'll watch, I'll watch these two episodes that are Halloween themed. I have been watching Community this. Uh... Oh, that's right, I forgot about Community. Yeah, but the last two months by myself, because my wife and I watch like everything together. And so she wasn't that interested in watching it. So that's the one that I've been watching when she goes to bed. And I have like, I don't know, maybe four episodes left of the last season six. Apparently they're making a movie. Um, but anyway, yeah, I saw that. Um, the Halloween episodes of community are always very good, especially because sometimes like they won't tell you, my gosh they won't tell you what they're being as their costume and you kind of have to figure it out and it's so funny when you finally get it um shoot what's his name um Brit- oh troy troy and abed in the morning so troy is like a tiger and abed is dressed like kind of just like normal clothes like and he's got like a stripy shirt or something and so then you're like oh calvin and hobbs like, he's supposed to be, like, a little boy. So Calvin and Hobbes. But then Britta is... This is when... Um, um, again, no spoilers about the show, but they're kind of... She wanted to be a costume together with Troy. And so she is wearing, like, a ham. Like, it looks like she's a big ham. Like, like think, like, um, To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, you know, when uh, Finch... Uh, Jean Louise Finch Scout is wearing like the ham costume and you're like why is she like a large ham and then you're like oh they were supposed to be Tigger and Piglet and so she's like a pig and she's like a ham so his so Troy's costume goes with both of them like Calvin and Hobbes or yeah it's so funny but like they don't like explain what it is yeah sometimes the community costumes are really really you have to like think about it to get the joke um but there's a i don't remember maybe it's season three where like they all become zombies for halloween but like actual oh, zombies yes, yeah I remember that one. Uh, and then they reference it every year afterwards <laughs> uh the jokes really build on that show yeah so yeah hey yeah i completely forgot about me i'll have to add those episodes in for my for my viewing yes along with uh brooklyn 99 gotta do their halloween episodes too oh yeah and then um we usually do um the simpsons treehouse oh yeah treehouse of terror or treehouse of horror treehouse of horror yeah um yeah those are those are really really fun especially like as as you watch more and more horror movies and get all the references 
maybe that's specific to me, but <laughs> being someone who never watched anything scarier than E.T. until I was like 25, and then in the last <laughs> such odd number of years, I have been really exploring and enjoying getting more into horror and like nice. taking away the power of how much it used to scare me. Um, I've really been enjoying like watching things like the scary movie parodies, you know, oh, and then getting right. all the getting all the references and jokes has been fun. Yes, yeah, that's always enjoyable when that happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like literally just released on Netflix or what. Um, there's a really cute movie called The Curse of Bridge Hallow. Okay, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Is it Mar? Yeah, it's Marlon Wayans. I'm probably gonna pronounce her name wrong, but Priya Ferguson. She's the um, little sister in Stranger Things. Oh. And I, like, I thought that she, like, stole the show when she was introduced to Stranger Things. Yeah. I was so happy to see her. Lucas's little sister? Yeah, Lucas's She's little sister. She's so good. Oh, my gosh. In this uh, last Erica. season. Yeah. She was, she was really, really funny. Yeah, so she's, like, the main character in this with her dad. And it's just, it's a sweet, like, kid Halloween movie on Netflix that even adults will enjoy. We haven't watched that one yet. Um, are you thumbs upping, thumbs downing? Um, can I do a thumbs in the middle? <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I'm sure it was a highly anticipated, expect you know, big expectations kind of a film. So, yes, okay. I would say if you haven't seen it, see it to see it. <laughs> um, I am still very much the original. Yeah, like I think it had. Like, it was going to be impossible to live up to the first one. The, just, that's just how it is. But they did a decent job for a sequel. Oh, man. Sequels are tricky. Yeah, they're very tricky. But at least they had all the original people in there, the original witches. Yeah, it would be really hard to... I always think it's this challenge. Of, like, you want to do fan service. Like, you want to pay homage to the original and have like carry the same elements of what made it fun but then you have to introduce new stuff you can't just do the same exactly so hmm. yeah but i mean i i enjoyed it for for what it was and the uh the actress who plays how i I put it mini winnie (laughs) because it's like a flashback in the beginning um but whoever that actress is that played the miniature Bette Midler. Okay. Oh my gosh, she just, she, she nailed it. Mini Winnie Baby Bet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mini Midler. Mini Midler, yes. Oh. But yes, yeah, so, I mean, that, I, I, I did enjoy that part. She just, she had all the mannerisms down to a T. Cute. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I've been doing, is just kind of hitting the tried and true with TV, and slowly... Um, finding new ones that look interesting to me for Halloween for movies. Cute. For TV, we started with Over the Garden Wall. Mm-hmm. A very, very favorite of ours. And I've recorded a podcast before. Uh, I think last October. Oh gosh, when was that? A few Octobers ago? Maybe last October with my friend Rachel. Um, about why that's the greatest show on earth. And then for... Um, TV that I watched 
this year, uh, only two shows, well, Ghost, uh, let's see, I guess I didn't write that down, but we have been watching Goosebumps, and you write that down. Oh, okay. Um, so I did do Mike Flanagan's, I'm always one year behind on his stuff, <laughs> so, yeah. I have not yet watched Midnight Club. Um, it looks okay, too scary. Okay. But I did this year at the um, prompting and prodding of my wife. I did watch Midnight Mass. Okay. And I'll be pretty tight-lipped because I don't want to give anything away for anybody. But I will say it was by far the least scary for for me personally. Everyone's going to find something different scary. But, I mean, for me, Hill House is like, holy cow, still scary oh, to me. God. I still love Hill House, yes. Ooh, it's perfect. It is perfect. But yeah, Midnight Mass was really interesting because, uh, I mean, I'm, I, I grew up Catholic, born baptized Catholic, so it was a lot of specific stuff to me with Catholicism. <laughs> um, but what I thought was interesting about Midnight Mass is it's not like about one religion because there's, there's a few different religions. And I think right. it's, I think it's a commentary on like fanaticism of any kind. And I love the idea that one religion or one culture's monster is another group of people's deity or um, hero. Yeah, the idea that one, and I'm trying not to like give anything away about the show, but that you could look at something and say, oh, that's um, a beloved protective figure and someone else can be like, oh no, that's a monster. So it's really interesting the idea that like, um, what you, like the power of names, what you name something, what you call it, what difference, um, that makes in whether something's scary or not. Right. And then, you know what I'm watching that you told me to watch is I just finished season one of Ghosts. Yes, I stayed up until 3 a.m. last night so that I could finish season one so that I could tell you I'd watched it. <laughs> Isn't it sweet? It's funny. Um, I thought the trailer was just so charming, and I was kind of worried about yeah. watching it because I was like, it's not going to live up. But it's really cute. It's so cute. I, I haven't watched any of season two yet. Um, but I just it's, it's honestly one of my favorite new shows that has come out in, like, years. Yeah, I really, really enjoy, um, I mean, and there's some, like, sitcom elements to it where people are kind of caricatures, but they're really giving them space to grow, and I really am enjoying, I think Jay, the husband, yeah. is so cool. I really, really am liking how they're rounding him out. Yeah. I worried at first, in the first few episodes, there's a ghost who is obviously interested in people of the same gender and it kind of was a punchline like I kept kind of being like okay but why is that funny that he's interested in people of the same gender like I kind of was not okay with the way it was presented but it turned out very sweet as the show went on and again I still you know I, I kind of always and this definitely comes up with community I won't get into community but especially season one of Community was very uncomfortable to me because I was like, is the show racist or is the show making fun of racist? Like, sometimes I think there's a bit of a fine line there. When you break it down, you go, what's the joke? But the sh- again, the ghosts are all actually like really growing as people. And I could not love Pete better. <laughs> the ghost with the arrow in his neck is... 
is a, such a lovely person. I know, it's funny. It's like, I, I'm trying to be like, oh yeah, no, so-and-so's my favorite ghost. It's yeah. Like, but they're all no i kind of love them all <laughs> i mean even like because the viking starts out very one note you know oh, or heady yeah heady yeah, starts out very one note so a lot of them i did kind of think this is going to get pretty old but they're really giving them quite a bit of like growth and then i like oh my gosh trevor's um back story uh was like i really really am enjoying all the backstories as they get into them and and they're setting yeah. stuff up for future story the collar of ghosts down in the basement or yes. kill me <laughs> kills me it's so they're funny hilarious yeah no i i love that show and I, I like you said the growth that they're doing with all the characters is just wonderful it's like every time i think i figure out like oh where they're going with it it's like oh that's so sweet like i didn't see that coming it was like there's a the episode where the revelation between Thor and Hattie and how, like, her yes. friend that she had. Yes. I was just like, oh, my God. I know. I'm enjoying as they're giving them, like you're saying, the, like, one-on-one -on -one interactions. Like, rather yes. than the group where they're, like, a building up that these people. Sass's character is probably my favorite as far as, like, keeps me laughing and also, <laughs> like, I like when he's just like, mm, I'm gonna dip out of the room now and not <laughs> deal with this drama. Like, he just always is in the right place at the right time. Um, yes. For some really, really funny moment. Um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to season two. I might have to watch an episode of that tonight. <laughs> You haven't watched season two yet? Not, not at all, so I might have to tonight. I just watched the first episode of season two, and um, I'm excited to finish up that this oh, October. Good. Yeah, that is fun. Um, I hope it keeps going. I don't know. I feel like a lot of stuff gets pulled too early. Oh, I saw it. Um, I forget where I saw it. Thing where they said that it had the highest um, uh, premiere viewership. Oh, good. So I think it's doing good. It's I've seen a lot of articles that are just like, this is the new hit of the season, or at least that was last last year, but that um, it's, it's only grown for its second season, which is such yeah. a relief because I'm tired of crappy things being renewed and good things being canceled. Yeah, I think that's why I don't like to watch something until I'm like, oh, it's a show from the 90s that I know ran for eight seasons. So I can, right. I, you know, I can, I can, I can start watching Buffy and know that I'm going to get a full show like that. It gets really frustrating. I mean, my wife and I loved Santa Clarita Diet and oh, we just, God, it show. ended just so suddenly. So yeah, yeah was not happy when it ended. Um, as far as movies, the only um, rewatch that I <laughs> maybe didn't need to rewatch, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it another chance. Um, the backstory is that my family moved to Colorado in 2006, and we were, I was not happy about it. I was halfway through high school, and I was like, boo, don't want to move. And my parents were like, oh, you know what, we'll take you out for the new Pirates of the Caribbean movie. And I'm like, sounds great. So we moved to a really small town, and instead of Pirates of the Caribbean, which was sold out, we had to watch this movie, which was Monster House. And yeah, yeah, there's a reason. Um, it was okay. no, it was no Pirates of the Caribbean sequel. I'll tell you that. And so I thought, you know what? Maybe I just resent it because it wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean the night that I watched it. Rewatched it, and it somehow is worse. Like oh, it is, no. it is.
it is so, so bad. Um, oh, Mitchell Musso was one of the voices, if that tells you anything about the quality. Let me see. It had a lot of promise for me because um, I like spooky kids movies. And oh man, this all makes sense now. The writer is Dan Harmon, <laughs> who does Community. Looking back, I know, I know. But the reason I'm saying it makes sense is that like this would have been like a very early thing. Like this would have been 2006, and he wrote it with two other people. So I'm saying like he probably like hadn't really found a voice yet because it has these yeah. elements of like I don't know. It could have been it was nominated for an Oscar. I guess one thing that's really going against it is that um, it was this very unsettling time in animation. So I don't know if you remember 2006, but like the Beowulf kind of movie, like that animation, where it's that really uncanny, like mm, moving between, like starting to get like the Toy Story, like that kind of Pixar look where you're moving away from hand-drawn or stop motion but you haven't quite got into <laughs> what is to be, what is to come. And so it's just this really weird look where everybody is so, so upsetting to look at. So anyways, Monster House, um, there was a lot of fat phobia. There's, I don't know, two thumbs down from me. Um, I, I can't get too much into it, but it was, it was one that I really wanted to be good. And I don't know, like, you know how Coraline is for children, but it's actually like kind of terrifying. This is one where it never really finds its voice, I guess, is the best way to put it. Because Coraline is one of those ones where, like, hey, if you can handle it, you know, it's pretty scary, but it's, like, always worth rewatching, and there's all these different interesting characters. This was, like, they introduce, like, there's two boy best friends, and they introduce a, a girl, like, halfway through the movie. Like, they introduce her way too late, and then she only serves as the boys are fighting over her the whole time. Like... She has no qualities of her own. It's just, I don't know. I, I find that, like, pretty frustrating. Um, um, speaking of, before I forget this, the movie that I'm most excited for this October is coming out October 21st. Henry Selleck's Wendell and Wild. You, have you seen this? Okay. Go watch the trailer for Wendell and Wilde after this. It's produced by Jordan Peele, directed okay. by Henry Selleck, who Henry Selleck is the actual director of Nightmare Before Christmas, not Tim Burton. And Henry Selleck also does, um, did James and the Giant Peach. Like he did a lot of these stop motion stuff. So this is a stop motion thing that looks very Coraline-ish. So while we're on the oh, note. interesting. I'm very excited about that. Okay, and then let me plow through the movies here of what I've watched this year. Um, a lot of the movies we still have to watch is it's only mid-October right now, but a lot of the movies that we want to watch are like not on streaming anywhere because a lot of places take them off in October. It's weird. They'll like, it'll be available in September and then it's gone. The one that I most want to watch this October that I haven't yet because we have to get I think we're just going to get a month of Peacock to watch some of this stuff. But we want to watch The Thing because I know it's like one of your oh, favorites. God. Yes, the original. Not the remake, but the original. Yes, that's... Okay. I need to watch that this season. That's usually something I watch every Halloween season. Okay, so to clarify, when you say the original, you mean the 1982 one? Kurt Russell, Okay, because yes. there's also... Kurt Russell. <laughs> you love him. Uh, because there's also one like from the 50s. So I want to make sure... I'm watching oh, the one okay. that you like. I, I mean the Kurt Russell. The Kurt Russell one. <laughs> <laughs> could, 
couldn't, I, that should have been my giveaway. Okay. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. We were, that's definitely like, t- that's been top of my list, but, um, we have, um, some rentals, like, like we bought ahead at a rental station called Videotech in South Pasadena. Um, so that might be one of the ones that we just go pick up. Okay. Gotcha. So we have had an unsettling theme this year of, this was like, every movie we watched somehow something bad happened to an animal and that upsets me to no end. Like I am like close to turning the thing off if something happens to an animal. So trigger warning for any, I'm not going to say anything uh, upsetting, but trigger warning for anyone who does watch midnight mass, there's definitely like unsettling things that happen to cats. Um, so yeah, I have forgotten because I've watched so many things this, like, this is how absurd it is. When we watched Monster House, somebody pulled the head off of a stuffed animal. And I was like, even the kids show something happened to an animal, but like a stuffed animal. But still, I'm like, so tender towards stuffed animals. I was just like, are you kidding me? Um, So I will say this summer, I watched Nope. And it's so incredible, but I don't have the time to go into it. So I'll just say I did watch that one. I I feel like it's too daunting to even like begin to do a podcast about that one. And then (laughs) my friend Trevor showed me Creep, the Mark Duplass one. It was fun. (laughs) I liked it. I really appreciate when something low budget can come through like that. Yes, I I do appreciate that. Yes. Have you seen Creep 2? I don't know if I should watch the second one or not. I heard it wasn't as good. Um, okay, so here's what I watched quickly. Uh, Babadook, I was really excited for because my wife had really liked it. And then something very unsettling happens to an animal. And I was like, I'm out. And then um, I did finish watching it, but it was like so, so slow. It is slow, yes. And the best part about it by far is the animation in the, I don't even know if it's animation, but like the, the art book, there's like a, yeah, very cool. There's a book they open that has these amazing pop-up illustrations that, that stole the show for me. But otherwise it wasn't like as scary as I wanted it to be. And then there wasn't enough uh, like mythology or origin story around what the deal was with the Babadook. Oh, yeah. What I did appreciate about this is what I appreciate about any good horror. Like, when I say I like horror, this is what I mean. It's not really a story about something scary in your closet. It's a story about depression and trauma and not being able to talk about it, especially, like, for a new parent. Like, when you're a parent and maybe you have postpartum or maybe you lost your significant other or, you know, something that's unsettling and then you have to keep going and putting on your happy face because the kid's around. Like, unspoken trauma is what's at play here. And so I appreciated that about it, but I think being a person with ADHD, experiencing a very slow-moving movie, I was like, yeah. I kept pausing it and, like, finding other things to do. So maybe that's just a me mm-hmm. thing. Um, Conjuring. Oh, yep. Um, Kim, my wife, liked it more than I did. I guess, to me, there's too much I know about the background to enjoy it, like, about the uh, Warrens. Right. I find them very, um... <sighs> How do I say this? 
Yeah, they seem to me like, based on many of the stories I've heard, that opportunistic, to say the least. Yes. Yeah. It's a great way to put it. And in the movie, they're like perfect. Like, they're like yeah. the perfect couple, like just completely devoted. And you're like, okay, they have to have some like uh, well roundedness. And it was like, they are just the loveliest. Um, yeah, so. It was okay. It was okay. I guess I wanted more of the family. Like the, um, um, is it Ron Livingston? His family, like in the haunted house. That was great. Enjoyed that. I felt like we got too much of the Warrens. Yeah, yeah. Um, finally saw Jennifer's body. Oh, wow. It is funny. Like, you have to know it's a Diablo Cody thing, because I think people thought it was supposed to be, like, serious. And it's basically Heathers. So if you go into it knowing that it's, like, goofy, comedy, funny, then it is very entertaining. Oh my gosh, sorry. This is the best quote of the month for me. Um, In The Conjuring, they're talking about how the mother of the family is, like, becoming possessed. And the kids are like, when she becomes possessed, I guess she smells like the ghosts and the ghosts stink like rotting meat. So the kids will be like, she smells like rotting meat. And so like when she goes missing and Ron Livingston shows up and he's like, where did mom go? They're like, I don't know, but she suddenly smelled like rotting meat and left the house. I was howling with laughter because it's such a like absurd notion <laughs> that you're like, hey mom, oh no, oh gosh, the meat smell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Like, I guess to me, like something like mom becoming possessed, like terrifying. Yes, certainly. But mom suddenly smelling like rotting meat is like, oh my gosh, can you just get off her back? Like she's living in a hotel, you know. <laughs> like she's got like five kids. Like she didn't get time to shower. Cut her some slack. <laughs> but it just really adds insult to injury to be like, and she stinks. Um, Army of the Dead was longer. It was like either longer than it needed to be, or make it longer, make it a whole TV show. But I felt like I was watching a sequel. Like, the whole time I kept being like, what's the backstory to this? And I know they did make, like, a sequel, Army of Thieves, but it's, like, just about one character. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Army of the Dead, if you like zombies, Zack Snyder, I mean, it's, like, well done, but the character exploration to me was really flat. Because so much happens, like, in the title sequence. Like, you get all the backstory. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. okay, but I would have liked to have seen that. The Witch. Oh, yep, yep. Another good one. Um, Slow I... Moving, but good one. It was what? Slow moving. I know. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was slow moving without too much of a payoff. But I knew how it ended. So that might have pulled away mm, some of my interest. It. I think what I would have liked to have scene is they tell you really early on like this is not a spoiler like I think they show you in one of the first scenes that there's like a naked woman in the woods and so you're like okay so like there does seem to be witchy things happening I would have liked if you had no idea throughout and you'd been like what's happening I don't know are there witches are there not and so I felt like it wasn't enough of a mystery Gotcha. So I don't know how that influences a person's watching of it, but I already kind of knew what happened at the end. And so I was just like waiting for that to happen. 
Yeah, makes sense. Black Christmas? <laughs> Which one? The 1974 one. Oh, okay, there you go. That's a good one. Have you seen the new one? Uh, not the most recent one, but the okay. one before it. I think there's like a 2017 one, maybe? Yes. Um, I was thinking about watching that one. Um, I really liked it. This might have been one of the favorite things I watched so far this October. It, um... It's a nice combo of two holidays. Yes! Ugh, I love when Halloween and Christmas combine. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a really fun, like, um... I was going to say something and then I was like, well, that would kind of spoil it. But it was a real fun thriller, um, slasher kind of a movie. And, yes. um, you know, there's a quite a bit of misdirection, which makes it really fun. And um, I just love the 70s film style, like those kind of muted yeah. colors. And the house they're in is really great. The settings are great. Um, there's a lot of really funny moments. Um like, the moments are supposed to be funny. Like, I don't know. I just... Right. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, that's like... I mean, the, the 70s really knew how to do Slash horror. Up. Like, I... Every year I watched the original Halloween with Jamie Lee mm -hmm. Curtis. And it's like... They just... They knew how to do it back then. Yeah, you know, and both Halloween and this, the pacing is quite nice. Yeah. You know, it keeps you... Keeps you going throughout. You don't have to wait till the very end. Um... And the house mom, the sorority house mom, oh my God, yes. is so great. Oh, gosh, she's just like sneak drinking the whole time. Um, yes. Loved her. Morbius. Oh, really? <laughs> it was. I didn't even bother. So, 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 so bad. And I loved it. Like, I was like, this is a terrible movie and I am living like I enjoy when it gets to the point where you're like are we ever gonna hear about that character nope we're never gonna hear about that okay don't worry about them like there was like a um I'm, I'm not gonna give any spoilers in case you know everyone wants to go out and watch Morbius but there is like a sick kid in a hospital that seems like oh my gosh like are we gonna put them on life support like what's gonna happen like there's this big deal about this kid and it's a big mo moment of character growth and then we just like never hear from that person again so you're like wait what like it was like they just like forgot certain plots halfway through um wow. the honest trailer and then the like pitch meeting those youtube videos that are like pitch meetings Ugh, nail it. Like, so, so funny. Um, okay, I'll have to watch Because sometimes the honest trailers kind of have to, like, reach because the movie's quite good, so there's not much to make fun of. This was just candy. This was just, like, where do I even begin to make fun of this movie? Um, oh, especially yeah, okay. because, like, I guess they had it finished, like, in 2019, and then oh, they kept the pushing it back. Yeah. They kept pushing it back. And so it's like, wait, you waited this long to release it and you didn't think to fix any of it. Um, no. <laughs> like, there's this um, scene where Matt Smith is kind of just dancing shirtless. And um, I don't remember if it's the Honest Trailer or what, but they were like, this looks like a man who knows how bad the movie he's in is <laughs> happening and just decided to have fun with it. <laughs> like, the dancing is the equivalent of um, that one Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire sequel where he becomes, oh, like, yes. evil Spider-Man and is, like, jazz, like, down the street, like, Oh, yes, dancing. it was horrible. Yeah, so, um, if you like movies that are <laughs> pointless and not it and 
just meander around with no story. Um, Morbius. Okay, that's the one to go with. Um, it was just like th- plot, like like the more you tried to understand it, the less you'd enjoy it. Um, oh no! Yeah, um, I watched the Little Monsters one from the eighties with. Oh yeah. Um, Howie Mandel, mm-hmm. and I'm an adult watching it, so I don't think I get to have the same experience. Experience that a child would have had when it first came out. Um, my experience was negative in that I was very disturbed by the idea of like an adult man visiting this young kid in his bedroom at night. And I get he's like a monster and you have to have fun with it. But he, Howie Mandel was doing a very dollar store Beetlejuice impression, <laughs> like a knockoff Beetlejuice, like, hey, I'm zany. And I just found it like completely like, oh my gosh, very, very, very irritating. Now I will say what this did have going for it. I think it came out in 89. Because it came out a year after Beetlejuice. And, yeah, 1989. And Little Fred Savage, who did a great job. And and this might just be, like, my personal background. Or, like, having just watched Leaving Neverland, the four-hour documentary. Um, But I was very uncomfortable with them, like, sharing clothing. Like, it was, like, the adult Howie Mandel would be like, here's my jacket, kid. And I was just like, ugh. Like, there was a lot of stuff where I was like, okay, I guess I need to just be a kid watching this. But there was a lot where I was like, I don't know. I just, just my personal countertransference to it. But I will say what was very good, and this is what I love, is when you get to actually see a fantasy world. So, like, they actually go under the bed into the underworld. I don't know what that place is, where the, like, bed frames are. (laughs) I wish there had been more. It was kind of one note. But it's very much, like, what makes Hook so great is that you actually get to go see so much of Neverland. So I will say um, production design, A+. I loved that whole exploring, I don't know, another world. Yeah. But I don't know. It was just, uh, yeah. There, there was, there were, there were some problems with it. Um, yeah, that yeah. actually reminds me of. Uh, oh gosh, I watched it two years ago. I think um, it's a good, like Halloween feel type movie on Netflix called Little Evil. Have you seen it? Oh, is Adam Scott in it? Yes. Yeah, and he's he's like becoming like a stepdad kind yeah, of to like yeah. the Damien type, the yeah. Omen guy. Yeah, it was really funny, right? Yeah, I think that one's a cute one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, okay, I only have two left, and. One, I was going to watch Saw 3, but it wasn't available, so instead I watched Monster High. Um, (laughs) Monster High. High. Well, you need to be 14 and you would be all about it. So I saw a billboard for it and I thought it looked adorable. And I love, like, Halloween Town and um, Sky High. (laughs) When I was 14, Sky High came out. So this was like very much a marriage of the two. Like Halloween Town level production and like absurdity, but like devotion to the magic concept, but with the Sky High kind of like 
maturity level and excitement about high school. So I actually thought this was very charming. I thought this movie was really, really cute. And I watched it after my wife went to bed and I told her the next day I watched it and she was like, okay, I'm not sad I missed that one. <laughs> I was like, no, you have to watch it. And I keep talking about Monster High. Um, I just thought it was so sweet. Um, I don't know. It was, the music was not there for me, but I don't think it was supposed to be. Uh, first of all, I didn't know it was a musical. Um, but once the music gets started, I was like, oh, okay, they're singing. But there's like never a chorus. I don't know how to describe It's like they just keep kind of saying words, but it's not really like an operetta. I don't, I don't know. It's like, I think what it's supposed to be is they want it to be more focused on the dancing, the way that like TikTok dances are very popular right now. So it was more dance forward than music necessarily. Like I can't really remember any of the songs if I tried. Gotcha. But the costumes were beautiful, so cute. It had a lot of like, if you like the Harry Potter kind of like this character turning into that character and then like having to do the little scavenger hunt around the place and sneak around beyond the teachers. It was just really sweet. And one thing I really, really loved about it was that there was a non-binary character and that person was actually played by a non-binary actor. And when that character introduced themselves, they were like, oh, my name's Frankie, they, them. Um, and so I actually appreciated like introducing pronouns. The thing that irritated me was that no other character, like when two binary characters would introduce themselves, they wouldn't like do pronouns. So I was kind of like, everybody has a pronoun. So if you're going to create this world where you're being progressive and inclusive, I wish that like all the characters would have shared their pronouns. Um, I also would like to hear from non-binary people how they perceived this character because the character is based on like a Frankenstein kind of monster. So I don't know if there's, um, I thought the character was so smart, so funny, so curious, so, um, like lovable. Like I thought this character was really, really one of the fun ones. Um, but I, I don't know. I would be curious to hear from someone in the community. Um, I don't know just about the idea of like, if you, if being like a Frankenstein monster character is in any way like insulting like implying that anybody was like frankenstein together i don't know if i'm like pulling here but just i want to be because i'm just like oh my gosh i loved this character and then i want to be like okay i, I would like to hear from non-binary people what they thought of the character um but i mean they're all monsters so it's not like oh just that character is um but um i don't know yeah there i i could see where somebody would be like um I don't want to be associated with a, you know, corpse that's pieced together, like that kind of connotation. Um, but I haven't heard anyone make that complaint. I'm just trying to, You're trying to look, into it more. look into it more and make sure that this is like an actual decent representation. But I just love that it was an actual um, person playing the character who is themselves of that identity. So Monster High, I thought was very cute. It was the kind of thing that like I would actually rewatch. And then the last thing I watched last night, I'm still kind of processing. It was on Netflix. It was called Choose or Die. I haven't heard of that one either. Uh, apparently no one has because it has like 30% okay. on Rotten Tomatoes. And it has Asa Butterfield in it, who's in Sex Education. And the way they advertised it was that like, he's the main character. And he is not the main character. So oh, no. the trailer was a little confusing. But basically the premise is great. The premise is that 
You know those games from the 80s, 90s, where it's a video game, you put it in, and it's like, do you want to turn left or right? You appear in a tower. Um, Like, I think the beginning of Big, he's playing one of these games. So it's like that, but you have to choose. Do you want the, like, she's sitting in a diner, and she's playing the game, and it's like, do you want the waitress to take a break or you know, clean up. And you're like, what? Take a break. And then she starts breaking glass and then she has to like eat the glass. So it had a very like, would you rather, and there's a bunch of would you rathers. So I don't know which one I'm referencing, but there's one where I think it has Brittany Snow in it, where there's just a lot of like gross out moments where you're like, oh gosh, like it had a lot of that kind of stuff in it where you're like, oh my gosh, she's eating glass. But it was I guess this makes me sound pretty disturbed, but there was not enough of that. (laughs) (laughs) Meaning, like, I'm watching a horror movie. I want it to be kind of like, oh my gosh, like, not disgusting, but I want there to be like, wow, what is she going to do? Like, how is she going to choose? And there was really only like four times she had to choose. (laughs) So it wasn't that I wanted like disgusting things to happen. It was just that I wanted more of the plot because it felt like there was a lot of her being like what's happening i don't know where did this video game come from but i will say she was actually a great main character the lead actress um because she really reacted in a way that was like rational like she didn't just um oh okay guess i'm in a horror film now like she was like wait what's happening like and then she tried to stop the person from eating glass like she didn't just sit there and cry so i actually thought that she was pretty like on top of it there are definitely things where if you try to think like wait why did that happen it doesn't make a lot of sense and that's what a lot of the reviews i read agreed with that you're kind of like out but the concept is so strong like i like this whole pick this or pick that kind of a setup in a horror film (laughs) Um, but yeah, I will say the biggest thing though, the payoff, there's like a battle kind of scene at the end that is very cool. And that totally, totally brought me back in. Like that alone made it worth watching. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can see where it's like a high concept idea and then fail to deliver for most of the time. Right. So that is what we have watched this October. I'd say the last, like the things that are like... I want to watch is more sequels of like I've only seen the first Halloween, the first Friday the 13th, the first Nightmare on Elm Street. So I've wanted to watch a lot of those sequels. <laughs> <laughs> for better or for worse. <laughs> uh, this? Some of them uh, not so much. Yeah, I just really want to get into like Freddy versus Jason. Like, I want to watch the crossovers. Okay, gotcha. Um, I want to watch Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. I want to watch The House of Wax. It has, I think, Paris Hilton in it. Um, yeah, yes, it does. <laughs> I want to watch Ready or Not. You oh, liked that one. one, yeah. I've heard Train to Busan is really good. I, I mean, it is. It's brutal. Yeah, I've heard it described as like snakes on a plane but zombies on a train (laughs) so i'm interested in that one yeah um i heard the skin i live in was good um the invisible man from 2020 and then host host looks like um 
I don't know where Host is from, but it's like these um, people who are, it looks like, um, like it's all filmed on a computer. Like they're all like in a Zoom room, basically. And then like creepy things start happening to different ones of them. I don't know. Oh, wow. So there's a third host then. Because yeah. I know the, the one that's based on the book by Stephanie Meyer. Yeah. <laughs> I know about the Japanese one from, I think, early 2000s. I don't know about this one. Okay. That's the problem with so many of these things is they have like the same kind of name. Oh, yes, um, like do. when I was trying to find Black Christmas, some places it's listed as stranger in the house. So sometimes they have, like, different names for the same film, or sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between, like, Evil Dead, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, like, those names start to get pretty, pretty out there. Yeah, and then the last thing I'll say about this October before we move into our other podcast, um, we're gonna record one today about movies that made us cry. Um, the last thing I was going to say is that for my book club this month, we are reading a book called Experimental Film by Gemma Files, and it is supposed to be spooky. We're only about halfway, so it hasn't started to really get spooky yet, but I can see where it's going to get spooky. Um, but it's been fun because I've been reading it out loud to my wife. <laughs> so if my voice is a little uh, rough today, it's because I have basically been recording an audiobook for one person. Um, but it was it was kind of fun. So if you're a person listening to this podcast who's into movies, um, this is like a horror book based on movies, experimental film. So um, if you're a film nerd, then yeah. Cool. Okay, any other thing on this topic before we hop to our other one? Uh, nope. Anything else on your, on your list? Um, I guess as far as, like, not scary but, like, spooky, I definitely i am going to end this October watching Nightmare Before um, <laughs> Christmas. I was going to say Elm Street. Oh, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas is how I want, I want to end the month. And then I really want to watch, um, there's, like, a new Monsters that just came out. Yeah, the trailer looks really, really cute, so I might watch that one, and then, um, I'm interested in the Wednesday TV show. Yeah, but, you know, I am still in grad school, and I have a job now, and I see clients. Like, I do a lot of things, so have to decide what's gonna give. Um, but, you know, that's what's always fun, is stuff rolls over to next October. Exactly. Some of the stuff, it just depends on what's free on streaming. Really close decision. Okay, so we will wrap this one up and then we're gonna hop into our next one. Thank you so much for your time, Molly. Absolutely.